Are you? Yeah. Oh dear. Starting. So you want to play a game? I do. I might just want to get this movie out of the way though. Before the game? I don't know. It's seven thirty-nine. We'll talk for however long we talk for this. I get eight something. We still have time to play the game for like a half an hour. I want to play forty-eight though. Tonight? Do you not? It's already seven forty. <laughs> All right. What did we eat? Beauty and the Beast. We ate Beauty mm-hmm. and the Beast? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, we ate pizza. And pizza. And pizza. And pizza. We had two and pizzas. That seems like we had a lot of pizza. What kind did you have? Make my own with ancient grain crust, vegan cheese, and traditional tomato sauce, and grilled onions, and tomatoes, and roasted red peppers, and Kalamata olives, and balsamic. Vinaigrette? No. Balsamic something? Sauce. Okay. Okay. That's what did I have? Honey something. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, and what did we watch? And pizza. Oh my gosh. All right, what happened in Beauty and the Beast? Starts with voiceover telling about the prince. Right, so it had the glass panes, the mm-hmm. stained glass for the voiceover sequence. Correct. Which I liked when it was still stupid voiceover. Do you want to hear my grievance? Is that what they're called? My gripes or my grievances right now? What you, with this scene? Because <laughs> this is the scene we're on. Hold on. Do you have the right mic on? Nope. <laughs> so... It's partially from this scene. Okay. Time in this movie is relevant and non-linear in some points, I feel. What? Yeah. So in this scene, it shows the stained glass of this grown man, basically, throwing parties and being rude and not every whatever. Oh. So then the enchantress comes, gets kicked out of the kicked out, and then is given a rose that will bloom until his 21st birthday. And then when it does, if it dies and everybody, and he hasn't loved someone and they haven't loved him in return, then they all stay that way. Later in the movie, they sing about how they'd been 10 years, they'd been rusting, which would mean that the grown man from the beginning was actually a 10, almost 11 year old boy. Yeah, yeah. And then... That uh, that kind of shifts the, the witch person's role. If she went and found a 10-year-old and was like, <laughs> be mature, and he's like, I'm not, I'm 10, and then she curses him, that's yeah. a different story. Yeah, and then that begs the question, a 10-year-old was just throwing parties where it was pants. <laughs> right, pants were out of town. And he was <laughs> having all the people with weirdly suitable names for things around the house. Yeah. Lumiere. Yeah. Chip. Yeah, and I mean, not to be ageist either, but Mrs. Potts has an awfully young child. You're saying she wouldn't have been fertile? <laughs> so mean. there's no way. I mean, she's... You're certainly entitled to that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that, Siri? <laughs> All right. You are certainly entitled to that opinion, Siri says. Did she think that I called her infertile? <laughs> Is that what that was? I don't know. Uh, oh my gosh, the robots... So, I mean, I mean, another theory is I was trying, I've been trying to work this out. So maybe the enchantment also stands time still. So nothing actually ages, but that they, if they could have just taken out the one line until his 21st birthday, if they just said, if he can fall in love and have someone else love him before the last petal falls, done. Yeah. All inconsistencies are cleared up. But so either nobody ages, which means he wouldn't age either, or I, I, I don't even know. But do you get... Okay, I made a joke and you didn't even respond to it about their names. I got it. Isn't it funny that yes. they turn into things that happen to be reflective of their names? Yes. Yes, it is. Hilarious, even. You're like that woman on Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> 
The oh, other that's thing that, show again. What? that bothers me too is that what? this castle is clearly close enough to the town that the town would have been aware of its presence. Right. Especially if lavish parties are being thrown there and the prince is known for being selfish and vain. Okay. But no one in the town and if the castle was all of a sudden enchanted, there'd at least be lore or like stories about <laughs> yeah. it. Like, did you hear or whatever, you know? I do kind of look, I mean, I hear what you're saying logically, yes, uh, but I do kind of like that they didn't reference it at all. That it was just yeah. a completely just unknown thing that was out there in the world that somebody stumbled upon. Because uh, in most movies, they would have said, oh, did you hear about the monster right, in the right, castle? right. Um, so storytelling wise, I kind of like that, but I, yeah, I mean, I agree <laughs> structurally. Yeah. It would have made sense for somebody to know where it was. And then the other part too. So she is clearly at the castle, the night of the dinner, the night she tries to run away, the night that they're playing, they actually have dinner nicely together. The day they're playing in the snow, the day that they have their ballroom dance. Uh-huh. We'll say five nights. Marie supposedly, yeah. Marie supposedly goes home, rants and raves about it, and then goes right out to find her. So he's just lost in the woods for five days, coughing no, and dying. He didn't go right out. Oh, he didn't. No, he went back and he watched some Netflix. Yeah, he, yeah. That he got around to it. He didn't necessarily have to go right back out. So don't be ridiculous. And there's something else I was thinking about in that. I mean, there's Lafou waiting outside. Oh, good, you forgot. So now but we wait, can move no, on to. Don't. don't. <laughs> Damn it. We realize we still haven't talked about the movie. Right. So it'll probably come back in the midst of talking about the movie. I doubt it. Okay, continue. She has her initial song, which seems to be setting up a an outcast storyline, but it doesn't because it has nothing to do with her being an outcast. It just talks about her personalities being outcast. I was going to say, is, so is the rest of the town saying that they're shallow and superficial and she's just different because she thinks things? No, she's weird because she walks around with a book. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Yeah, most people sit down and read. But she sh- walks and reads. Yeah. So she's weird. All right. Yeah. Except plus... for multiple times I've had to tell first graders not to walk and read. Do they do so- that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I I don't know. I think that that's, uh, yeah, I don't know why she's weird. Like, she's just, she looks normal. She's apparently animation attractive. So, yeah. and she goes and gets books. And Well, I mean, there is that part where Gaston's like, LeFou, I've been thinking. And he says, a dangerous pastime, I know. So so they're setting that up as the, because everybody likes Gaston, yeah. except for Belle. Yeah. Even what's even her father's like, uh, what about Gaston? Yeah. So hmm, setting it up a dichotomy like that. They're all idiots and illiterate. And <laughs> I guess. I guess she kind of, because they have that one scene. Is that an added scene where he's trying to read but not good at it? Was that added with that song? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was wondering maybe she, because she, the whole theme is her domesticating the wild male, you know? Yeah. So, so, but it could be extrapolated out to the rest of the, the town that all of them are uncivilized and she has to civilize them. I remember. What? Jeez. Um, crazy weather they have. The beginning, it's all sunny and she's walking through town and everybody's out and about. Yeah. And then the next day it's snowing, blizzarding and. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we could say anything about that. That was our just recent. That is true. March, so. <laughs> that is very true, but still, that's 
You just have seen this movie too many times that you're (laughs) able to do all this. But anyway, so she sings about being, she likes to read and there's a book she read and she's going to get another book. And and then you forgot about your favorite part in this song. What? Where you're like, oh, I don't think the sheep are really getting it. And then oh. <laughs> the sheep eats the book. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. But so this one's just, like I said, it, it hints at an outcast storyline, but mm-hmm. they don't go with an outcast storyline. She, just, It's just, this is part of her personality that people perceive of her because she doesn't really exhibit anything. Right. And for the first good chunk of the movie, she doesn't have any personality. She's just like, she likes to read. That's it. Yeah. And she talks to her dad. And she's like, go ahead, dad. You can do it. And that's that's all there is to that. And it's not in until uh, she defiantly goes to the West Wing and becomes president of the United States. Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. That's when she starts showing Bell her personality. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's Bell 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we want to see her in the West Wing. <laughs> I think we really should. Yeah. I really want to show her like that. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, and then when she really shows, like when she kind of... <laughs> When she rounds out Wait, as a we're character. not even there yet. We're not, why are you just- I'm trying to race through it because we're already 10 minutes in. Okay, sorry, but. But, uh, fine. What else? Ha- she goes and she, wait, That's so her father on- is, yeah. is going to, so the he's never fair. been to this fair before? I don't know. Guess not. She, he doesn't know how to get to the, the main state place? That's the um, other thing that's a problem is that he can't find it. He stumbles upon the castle. She goes straight there. Yeah, then, all the all the men are idiots or terrible. But not really, because Gaston ooh, leads the ooh. people straight there. No, not I'm not just saying geographically. They're idiots or they're terrible like Gaston, who's oh, incredibly okay. vain and mean and wants to kill a beast that didn't do anything to him and <laughs> contrive a marriage yeah. <laughs> via false imprisonment. And huge <laughs> sexual harassment, too. Yeah, all kinds of sexual harassment all over the place. Yeah. So Okay, so he comes and tries to have a wedding she shuts him down she runs and talks about how she wants adventure and then adventure comes to her because her dad the horse comes back without her dad and she has to go find him oh right so the horse probably showed her where because the horse can horses smell their way places Uh i don't know but the horse probably showed her remember when we went for the trail ride the horses knew where to go yeah my horse kept trying to pass yours yeah (laughs) i like that horse (laughs) uh yeah anyway so then they get back to the castle and the beast has already locked up maurice for intruding right she, I'm speeding through now for you. Thank you. Go ahead. She said she finds him and says, "I'll take his, his place." The beast says, "All right." Takes him, throws him in the carriage, and sends him back home. And then she thinks she's gonna have to stay in the dungeon. And the servants are like, "Maybe you should give her a room." And so the beast gives her a room, and then demands she joins him for dinner. And she's like, and "No." He softens pretty quickly, but it kind of it makes sense because they all know of the rose thing, yeah. and they're all thinking about, "Do we have a pillow?" We have a lot of them, in fact. <laughs> but they're all aware of and want to effectuate the Rose right. curse. Right. So so it makes sense that he would be more inclined to jump right on to, oh, maybe we can we can get this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rope, rope this one in. Right. So she refuses to go to dinner. He throws a fit. I love that. I love that scene. Uh, I love this part you of... so I, it, I didn't laugh that hard, but yes, I laughed. I thought it was funny because he's like, oh, see? <laughs> Which he wouldn't respond properly. But this is exact because she's acting in such a way that would make sense for her character to be mm-hmm. take power where she can take it. Right. Uh, he's throwing a fit because he has an anger problem, and it makes sense for his character because he was turned into at ten years old. 
he was turned into <laughs> into a, a beast. child and turned into a <laughs> yeah. So he's his whole character. He's uncivilized and has to be civilized. So he's acting in that way, and then there's a whole blow up and a back and forth, and and it's just it's a good scene. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it, and this is where um I think the beast character starts rounding out for me. Uh, you know seeing him act in such a way that is annoying and you're like stop it stop being a dick (laughs) it makes sense for his character so he seems like a rounded character Mm -hmm. Uh, but go on so then she gets hungry later and goes starts wandering and this was the other thing that bothered me time wise mrs potts is like oh look at me chatting i have to go prepare a dinner and she pops off and chip has tea in him still she didn't even drink the tea (laughs) yeah she didn't drink the tea gone and but by the way uh it's mrs potts yeah she is a horrible mother because there were a whole bunch of other kids, apparently, <laughs> and she only took Chip around. All the other kids just were stuffed in the cupboard for well, the whole were... duration of the movie. See, I don't think that everything was a person turned into something. I think that even the inanimate objects became alive. Oh, really? Do you really think that there were that many servants, spoons, forks, knives? Did you see how many people around when they were dancing at the end? There were a lot of people. Could they have been the village people? Why MCA? <laughs> yes, it was them. No, it was it was everybody at the party was turned into it. Remember? At least I got that from the live action one. Yeah. Was there no party in this one? I mean, I don't know. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, so okay, go on. I kinda like that you know this movie so well. <laughs> I can just be like, go. And, and you just race through it. And so then they go down and he's throwing a fit because dinner's not there, blah blah blah. She goes down and they're like, Oh and she walks into the kitchen as they're talking about her and they say you know, it, about one eighty about and face and they're like, Oh, you want fit dinner? Okay, we'll make you dinner and they More have this, so. character stuff. Because they're defiant. The clock guy is completely different from Lumiere, the candle guy. They have different personalities. They want different things. They attempt to get different things. Yeah. So it's their actual characters. Yeah. It's surprising and it's well done. So yeah, and they're defiant as to their master's wishes. So right. again, adding complexity, demonstrating character. But yeah. go ahead. They have the dinner and then she goes off. Oh yeah, this is we forgot to say that she's supposed to go to supposed to go to the West Wing and right. she. But songs. Yeah. Don't they have the song "Be Our Guest"? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the animation in the "Be Our Guest" song I loved, especially as compared to the live action one, which I absolutely hated. It was horrendous, and I hated it. It yeah. was stupid. I know you did. But anyway, yeah, it was one of those songs that is just—it's one of the iconic Disney songs. Right. I always want to try the gray stuff. But I never want to wait yeah. for a reservation at Disney World. They have the gray stuff at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then she wants talk a to the tour. Mic, talk to the mic. She wants a tour or whatever. And Cogsworth is like, no, no, no. And then she like plays up to his vanity, like, I bet you you know the most about it. He's like, well, yeah, I do. So then he goes and starts giving her a tour. Uh, and, yeah. And then she tries to go up to the West Wing because she gets away from them and they stop her. And then they try and entice her with the library and she acts like she's going to follow them, but she doesn't. She Then she goes up to the West Wing anyway. She sees the ripped picture of the prince. Then like a dummy, she's like, oh, look at this. I'm going to open up this thing and yeah. then touch it. Yeah, like, kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, kind of an annoying thing for the protagonist to do and something you're like, why are you doing that? Don't <laughs> yeah. do that. <laughs> so yeah, a little more character. Beast freaks out, really scares her. She runs away. And then she gets attacked by wolves. I know this part. Yeah. Uh, because this is awesome and masculine. Yeah, that's all. Uh, <laughs> she gets attacked by wolves, and the beast saves her from the wolves. It's a good looking. And I have a problem with that. Oh, no. What's the problem with that? Here's this you want prissy... her to die? No. Well, no. <laughs> Here's this prissy prince who is selfish and worried about himself. How does he know how to fight like a beast? He's been a beast for 10 years. Yeah, and I he's had to he have fights. something. He's had to have so many fights <laughs> in that castle with wolves and well, everything. I mean, throughout, he's pretty aggressive. 
aggressive, you know, in his, his movements. He's beastly. Yeah. Plus, he forgot how to read, so... Um, or he never learned very well to read. I mean, Romeo and Juliet... prince. Romeo and Juliet wasn't a 10-year-old text, so... He wasn't a prince. And somebody... Who quoted Macbeth again? Oh, it was Gaston, Gaston. later. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think that the... The curse uncivilized him to a degree. I see. It made him more whatever. I see. But anyway, so so they attack. He saves her. She saves him in because he's he's fatigued and from the fight, and so she throws him up on the. Well, she horse. considers leaving. Yes, she does. That's a great. Yeah. Yes, that's a great moment too. That she can she can make this choice to leave at this point, but she does not. So then she puts him on the horse, takes him back, and starts and starts dressing his wounds. And this annoyed me again. Uh oh. So you know she touches, she gets all the water, and she puts it on there, and he freaks out. He's like, "That hurts!" And uh-huh. then they have the whole yelling match back and forth, which is fine. But then she goes, "This might sting a bit," as she's about to put the water back on the cut. Um, we've just established that that it's going to Unbelievable. You're going to hold this against the movie when we compare it, right? <laughs> Jeez. Just she look. already said it. She didn't say it. It already hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so how dare. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and so then they, there's a bit, bit of a softening and they are appreciative of each other. for the softening. The sequel to The Happening. <laughs> <laughs> softening. It's about butter. <laughs> Go uh. on. Yeah. Um, and then they start, there's basically montage of, of, uh, oh, them, them getting along and yeah. they have the song, uh, oh, and she is, I lo- okay. So in the, the wolf fight, uh-huh. she, it's well choreographed, you know, she puts a fight of, right. but she doesn't do super well. Eventually she gets and has to be saved. Yeah. But she is a Mary Sue when it comes to snowball fights. Yeah. She she's... dominated the snowball fight. She did. She hit him three or four times without getting hit once. True. And she, there's no reason to believe because her little town didn't have any snow ever, as it far did. as we know. Yeah, it did. What, Le- her town? Yeah. LeFou was in a snowman. It snowed after she left. Oh. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Okay, it kind of sucks you know this much about the movie. <laughs> um, I take it back. But anyway, so she's a snowball uh, savant. Yeah. Uh, and she just dominates. Like, he, he holds up a giant snowball. She blasts him in the face and he gets hit by his own snowball. True. That is next level stuff. And she was just doing that like nothing. Yeah. So she's a, a snowball Mary Sue, but otherwise not. So go ahead. Yeah. Um. So they're, you know, they have their song where they're like, well, there might be something here between us. And- it's a good song, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm incredibly masculine, obviously, uh, so I don't really buy into that stuff. But it's it's just a good song. It's well, it's nicely done. It's well choreographed. It looks good. Yeah. I think the animation of both the characters is just really, really good. So. And she give then you know he gives her the library and she's so excited. Then they have their right. dinner scene. Where, I was excited about the library. I know you were. <laughs> um, the dinner scene where there are compromises made. You know she's refined and he's wild, and they end up both sipping their soup. Right, and, right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there is the tale as old as time scene. Good stuff. It is good. And the, the dance. I mean, just the way that the dining hall or mm-hmm. the ballroom, the way that it looks mm-hmm. is iconic. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's really little fault you can find with anything that has to do with that scene. Yeah. You know that five-year-old I told you about that sings Disney songs? Sure. They made, they redid, they did this song in the Davenport Hotel in Spokane. <laughs> did they? Yeah. yeah. They had like drone footage from above. So they recreated the exact like feel of it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty neat. 
Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, again, iconic scene. Like, we'll get to the memorability, but that clearly permeated culture. Right. <laughs> it's got a five-year-old in <laughs> 2018. Doing, yeah. 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 And then hey, he's like, Do you, are you time. happy here? And she's like, yes, absolutely. But I'm sad because I haven't seen my father. And he's like, you have, there's a way. And he gives her the mirror and she sees him and he's fallen down in the, you know, he's already gone, ranted and raved and Gaston already set up his plot to throw him in the asylum. And in the live action movie, they like transport themselves to a time and place in Paris or something like that. Yeah, they're trying to give her a backstory. God, I hate that movie. And then, so she, he says, you can go and gives her the mirror and she goes and saves her father and they go home. LeFou's been waiting for them and goes and tells Gaston. The the zombie guy Mm -hmm. uh, goes and knocks on the door Mm -hmm. and takes the father into the insane asylum paddy wagon Mm -hmm. and Gaston's trying to use it as leverage to get her to marry him. And she agrees and that's the end of the movie. Yep, but then she actually doesn't agree. Oh. I'm going to (laughs) sneeze. Thank you. Just one? I don't know. There might be another. And she's like, no, he's not crazy. Look, there actually is a beast and shows them the mirror and then that's when Gaston's like, what? I gotta go kill him. And right. they lock They lock up. Well, in the movie's defense, Gaston is a hunter. Like, it goes over and over again oh. about how he decorates with antlers. Right, and right, right. So, it, yeah. I mean, he, that would be the ultimate trophy. Okay, so, yeah. Um, so, he gets the town all riled up. And I really like this song. I was surprised by mm-hmm. how much I liked this song. Yeah. Well, I told you that I, it may have been. Wasn't this, it, this is the only song in the live version that I was like, yes. Because it actually felt yeah. like a dramatic. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Feel. I think it was good. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I remember being good too. But the, this song, just in this one, I I thought it was, it was really good. And yeah. there was something about it too that. Oh, I think this is where he quotes Macbeth. Yeah. As he's riling him up. Stick your courage to the sticking place. Yep. Quotes Lady Macbeth, technically, but yeah. So they lock Bell and Maurice up so that they can't go warn the beast. And then miraculously, the men know exactly how to get there after they cut down a giant tree. Right. And get straight to the castle. Of course, makes sense. So the whole mob gets there and Chip happened to stow away with... Bell mm-hmm. so breaks them out using one of her father's contraptions. Mm-hmm. She he almost kills both of them, but mm-hmm. you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I thought so. I thought that was funny. I know I I think I where did I hear it? I think I heard it on Red Letter Media or something when they were talking about the live action movie. How all the townspeople they never see the beast. They never know that there is a beast. Mm-mm. They just go into a house, get attacked by furniture, mm-hmm. and then have to run away. Yeah. And never comes up again. Yep. Because if they go back, it's just a bunch of people there. So, uh, so the guy's just like, yeah, we went, to, we went to kill this beast, and I got my ass kicked by a wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. It's like this, this coat rack uppercutted me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> Uh, it's just really, it's really weird. Um, but anyway, so the Gaston goes and attacks the beast and mm-hmm. they have a little bit of a a battle, but the beast has no interest. He's just like taking his lumps, being yeah. a pacifist because yeah. he thinks Belle's gone, even though it's only been like a day. Not even a day. Not even a day. <laughs> what a wuss. But so he's just taking it and then Belle shows up and is like, oh my gosh, beast. And so he's like, oh, never mind. All right, I'm not going to let this guy kill me and fights back and... Problem. What? What's the problem? So yeah, he was dominant. Like, well, Pow taking out six or seven wolves, but yeah. he has this one human coming after him, and he's like struggling to to fight him. He eats like six do- dozen eggs oh, yeah. a day. Yeah. Re- okay. So, and that that would outwolf a wolf anytime. How many eggs do wolves eat? There weren't many chickens around, so yeah, yeah the wolves probably got like no eggs. Therefore, 
Anyway, he threatens to By kill him. Measure. He's hanging him over the edge like blanket, and then. <laughs> that was like one of your only actual jokes. Only. <laughs> yeah, that was, was a good one, though. That's gonna go down as a classic. <laughs> like blanket. All right. <laughs> Realize it's a bad idea when the paparazzi see him and right. pull him back to the edge. Right. So he pulls him back, and then, then oh, he, so he's trying to spare him, but then of course, like every antagonist, the antagonist has to do something else, so right. he gets himself killed, and he stabs the beast in the back while he's looking at Bell. Disney conveniently kills off characters by just having them fall down cliffs. Yeah, happens a lot because you don't have to show them. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if they did that one time and showed the impact. <laughs> it's like the blood splatter all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, that is really the only way. They can't have them decapitated or something. Right. So that's really the only way they can do it. And apparently the um, enchantment is... A miracle worker as well, because yeah. it brings people back from the dead. Done resurrected him too, yeah. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I thought, I chuckled a bit. I don't know if you noticed, because uh, I thought about him. They go through the whole transformation. You know, he rises and spins around. And all the magic is floating everywhere. He turns into the into the guy, and then his dead corpse falls on the ground. <laughs> and she's like, what was that? <laughs> he just stays dead. <laughs> yeah. uh, but luckily, it did resurrect him. <laughs> And um, clothing wise, how do his clothes fit him? Well, he's just a little brawnier beforehand. They were torn a bit like the Hulk. How did the Hulk's clothes fit, fit him? But that they wouldn't have been torn, though. What do you mean they wouldn't have been torn? He was just wearing regular clothes as a beast. They would have been too big for him as he turned into a human. Why would they tear as he gets smaller? Because he bloated first. So oh, don't okay. you know how magic resurrections slash transformations into humans from beasts work? He has to bloat first and then comes down. I see. And then she's they kiss and the spell is broken and everybody returns to themselves. Right. And so Lumiere and Cotswold. Cogsworth? And Cogsworth. And Chip. We just having to have a chip. And Mrs. Potts. Right? And the dirty maid. <laughs> is that her name? Is that what she Slutty gets in the credit? Maid. I don't know. <laughs> she maybe that was her boyfriend. What do you mean? Maybe she was dating Lumiere. And they were just doing some role play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, so what happens to the three blondes? We don't see them ever again. No. No. Just, that's just they it. jump into whatever that other movie was. I was saying. I don't remember. All right, but that's that's the end, right? Mm-hmm. Then we get a song at the end in yep. the credits, and that was Beauty and. The beast. Quick, 15 seconds, and it'll be exactly 30 minutes. We have to stretch out another 15 seconds? No, we need to stop it, because it's going to... Ah, Wait, we need to stop it's it? It's getting too close! We have to stop it stop. before? Ah. Are you sure? Oh my gosh! Is this supposed to be funny because he has ramen noodles on his head? Do you know much about sports? Oh, Wait. Are they called noodle heads or something? No, they're called hooligans. I don't know. Why? What did we watch? Fantasia 2000. We did? Yeah. Are you going to talk to me about it? Yeah. Did you just check the microphone? Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Is it correct? I believe so. All right. So we start off with some awesome Beethoven. Yeah. And it's played really well. And I really like the way it starts with the clouds and the lightning and the thunder. And then there's just something off about the geometric butterflies. Oh, yeah? 
Did you like them? I liked it because it was an anti-immigration PSA. What? <laughs> you saw the one get overrun by all the immigrants and get all chewed up. Remember that part? Yeah? But I actually like that part. Because what I, I liked when it was dark and then they were coming out of the black screen. Yeah. I like that part. I just wanted it to stick with... So now I have to have two pillows on me? <laughs> Do you this wa- is uh, ridiculous. There will be a better a better option later. It's, yeah. It's going to be coming. But. Is it coming? Yeah. <laughs> um, I just didn't like it. I wanted it to stick with the... The water non- and the clouds? Yeah. Huh. Non-animal based nature. I thought it was very nicely done. And I, like I said, there was just something slightly off about it. It was really short too. Could have been shorter. <laughs> Whatever. So okay, so mixed I mean, reviews for that one. I liked the colors. I just I don't know. Just I don't feel like it fit. Did you like the music? Like I already said it was really nicely well played. Like I already said. That doesn't mean you like the music. Somebody could well play terrible music. It's Beethoven. Well, do you like it or not? Yes. Okay. What was it? Was the second one the whales? It was. It was like something about Rome. Trees in Rome. Trees. Trees. Oh. I think it's trees. Uh, I have a trick here. You do. Uh-huh. Pines of Rome. Pines of Rome. <laughs> That's right. So I took that polysemous word and went with the tree version. Where it really just means like you're pining for something. That's the pines to which it was referring. Is that what the song's referring to? I think so. Pines of Rome rather than trees of Rome. All right. But why do they say it like that? Pines? Like you wouldn't generally say the pines. Like you'd say the plural version of pining. I don't think they're talking about trees though. Why wouldn't they be? Because it's... I think they had pines in Rome? That's not what I'm saying. That's what I originally thought. But now that I'm I'm thinking about like the guy... One, hold up. We had Steve Martin who I typically like trying to be funny and he wasn't. it didn't fit. I didn't like any of the celebrity. No, me neither. Like, I mean, Penn and Teller were all right, but still it was messed up the tone. Agreed. I didn't like it. But no, because he was saying, what, whoever the conductor was like, you know, when you think of Pines in Rome, you think of romantic and think blah, blah, blah. But that's... I thought he talked about the streets, like the physical streets of Rome. That's what you think about. He's talking about something about romance. <laughs> no, I think he was talking about Rome the city. No. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> we just didn't do well on this one. All right. Well, how'd you feel about the freaking flying I whales? You hated it? No, I didn't hate it. I, again, thought it just didn't fit. Yeah, I was mixed. I thought some of the images, I really like the image when they're all flying together and going into the tornado. I don't know if they're going to a tornado, but I like that image. But otherwise, it was like too blue or something. I just, just, I didn't. I, I have the same complaint as with the geometric butterflies. It just didn't fit the music. There was just something slightly off about it. I think a little more than slightly. Yeah. It just yeah, that part like I liked the geometric butterflies, but I did not like and the the, the whale whales. and the baby whale gets separated and I just Yeah, that's was pretty meh. Yeah. You're the snottiest of snots. Why are we moving again? I just got comfortable. Because you friggin' moved the pillow, so there's no sense of having the second pillow because you moved the second pillow on top of the first pillow. What is it supposed to be doing? <laughs> it's supposed to be bouncing my voice. Supposed to be catching it so it doesn't get all tinny. This is? Yes. So it's supposed to be like this? Somewhat. Uh. But that's why I put it like that. Alright. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, then we have Rhapsody in Blue, which I really liked. 
you really liked. Was this yeah. a city? Yeah. I hated the movement. Everything about how they moved, I hated. Really? Even the cat, and I usually love cats. I really liked it. I liked right. how it was over-exaggerated and just almost frantic. I liked it a lot. I, I liked the not. color scheme. I liked- I did not. Hmm. I liked the original drawing out the city thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I don't know. I mean, they tried to tell a story because it was the the one guy was didn't have a job, and yeah. but everybody was a dick. They kept stealing things from other people. Yeah. So that was annoying. But uh, the one guy didn't have a job, and the other guy wanted to be a drummer, and the other guy just wanted freedom. Oh, yeah. Or wanted his wife dead or something. <laughs> I don't think she wanted his wife dead. <laughs> That's when he was happy when she disappeared. So I think more you were. More accurate with the freedom. Oh, whatever. But so they all wanted those things. Little and then girl they wanted her parents. Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. Did she not have her parents? No, she was sloughed off with the nanny. Oh, so she's just like, oh, I want my parents back right now. Little whiny brat. I don't think that's really that I want them back right now. I think it's more the parents are absentee and parents absentee. and she's being raised by the I'm nanny. I'm a latchkey kid. Whatever. I don't care. That's not a latchkey kid. Well, yeah, latchkey kid comes home and they have a key. They have nothing there. She's raised by a nanny. Well, fine, but <laughs> so, still, it's a nanny. She, yeah, but she's not a latchkey kid. Whatever. God. Um, anyway, so... I didn't like one part in there when the newspaper was like, jobs are hard to get. Jobs like, scarce, yeah. Like, is that necessary? You yeah, could, you could pretty, yeah, you could surmise that from everything yeah. that's going on. It was totally okay. easy to pick up. But I, it was meh. I could have really enjoyed it because I was not thrilled with the first two. Yeah, I and, mean, it, and it went with the music. Like they did a really good job of that's true animating this the song. Seemed to fit the music better. Yeah, but, and the movement even seemed to go with the music. I just hated the movement. Yeah. I thought it was stupid. Yeah, it was so excessive, and that drives me crazy. And other in like other Disney, like Oliver and Company, it drove yeah. me crazy. All the excessive movement. So I was just like, stop it. But just slow down. See, I think, like you said, that one, it was intentionally overdone yeah. because of the music. Yeah, it was. What, um, what's after that one? The tin, Is it the Steadfast Tin Soldier? But Rhapsody in Blue, I know I've heard that mm-hmm. in a bunch of different contexts. Mm-hmm. Like when they were doing the skating, I remember that part in somewhere. The beginning of it, obviously, I remember a whole bunch it's of stuff. It's used for a lot. I really like the name, too. Yeah. Kind of a good name. Right, the Steadfast Tin Soldier. So that's what's next. Yes, I think. Yes. Shostakovich. Yeah. <laughs> Pursing your lips, all right. I mean, it fit the song again. Like, they did well to animate it to, to fit the song. I really liked the animation. Yeah. Like, I thought it was it was very creative and novel and different. And, like, the shading on the characters was special mm-hmm. and made it, gave it a, a more of a, a dire scary kind of look mm-hmm. that was nice to look at and fit the theme of of the hca story that they were playing out i'm pretty sure in the story he never interacts with her she just looks at the ball- one-legged ballerina from afar and he's wait she's one-legged in the story well he thinks she is because oh. she's the way he sees her yeah, the, yeah she's the, doing a dance move here yeah, yeah. And so that's why he is drawn to her because he's one-legged. And he gets knocked out of the window and all that eaten by a fish and then ends up back in the same place uh-huh. to see his ballerina again. And then I'm pr- I could be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure after all of his adventures and getting back to that place, he falls in the fire and never gets to speak to her. Does the jack-in-the-box kill him in that? There's no evil jack-in-the-box? I don't remember an evil oh. jack-in-the-box. But I, I, it was a while ago I read it. Well, I... Uh... 
I enjoyed it overall. I, I thought it was it was kind of a nice little story. I I appreciate you know someone with a disability getting to be the protagonist here. Yeah, <laughs> the Jack in the Box was a good villain. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just because you have the juxtaposition, you know, him the protagonist being small of stature mm-hmm. and having to fight off. It's just a really simple visual setup that looks nice and is easy to follow. I don't know about the Jack in the Box keeping a machete in his box. That's a little strange. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many I've seen with machetes either, but it was a pretty sinister looking Jack in the Box. True. And she looked nice. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. the dance movements and everything, I thought Agreed. that looked really nice. So overall, I, I really enjoyed this one. And there was something about just subtleties of excess because, you know, the tin soldier gives her a single rose and she is just enamored. The Jack in the Box tries box tries to give her a whole rose bush and oh, i missed that that's nice that's yeah. nice yeah i like it yeah and their little their little battle was with you know it's reined in enough that it makes sense for the characters yeah <laughs> so i appreciated that <laughs> what's the next one flamingos yo-yoing how do you remember all this stuff i don't know so the flamingos yo-yoing and i loved I, it yeah i loved it too i loved it i think it was my favorite one out of the <laughs> whole thing the, i couldn't look away like i <laughs> loved it i thought it was clever and funny and just fun it wasn't overdone mm-hmm. it wasn't like they were trying to tell too much of a story it was just the flamingos have their dance they do their dance they want him to conform he has yeah. a yo-yo he's just like yoing. yeah <laughs> he's like yo is life and, <laughs> and so you know and I, like i could have a soft spot for it because uh my sister's fiance is on the way to the natural yo-yo contest right oh now oh my gosh oh my gosh all right <laughs> Well, I don't have that soft spot, so I can be objective about it, but I still, I loved it too. So it was just, it was, like you said, it looked great. It was Mm -hmm. so well choreographed and it was short, but the colors all bright and and enjoyable and he looked different enough. And when he was mixed in, he or she was mixed into their dance, he Mm -hmm. or she (laughs) did enough to distinguish himself or herself. You probably could say it. Itself from... (laughs) The dance while doing the dance. Yeah. I loved watching that. Just yeah. seeing the different ways that it was doing that. Like it was still fitting within their box, but stepping outside here. Right. And, and throwing the yo-yo under them yeah. when they jump as part of the dance. And it was just. It was and then they, the birds are so proud of themselves <laughs> to get rid of the yo-yo. And he comes back with like 15 more. Yeah. I love that they're shaking each other's hands. Yeah. They're so proud. Yeah. I really liked that one. Yeah. That was a really good one. What's the next part? The sent, sent, uh, Apprentice. Oh, so, and this is just the exact same thing. They just redo it. And I, I talked about it in the first one. And ironically, I think we both listened to it today. Today, yeah. <laughs> listened to that particular episode. But I absolutely loved it. It's one of my favorite, favorite things. You didn't get to talk about it, though. So I guess you can just evaluate it for purposes of this. I don't know. I feel like I can't because... I literally just finished listening to that part of it. Oh, so you like, think I biased you in some I way? I could have. Yeah. yeah, there definitely could be some biases going on there. <laughs> but anyway, so it's it's the exact same thing. They just control seed it and pasted yeah. it in this one and, and just left it in. So it's, I don't think... And it's memorable. Like I said, that's that's one of the only things I remember from the original Fantasia. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know how much it gets because so this is the only situation we're ever going to be in like this, where the exact yeah. same thing is is from the other movie. Yeah, I think it's really funny that you couldn't remember the tune. Can you do it now? No. Seriously? Wait. It's something like that. I just I love Mickey in this. Yeah. I freaking love that character. I love how he looks. I love what he does. How he thinks. Yeah. Everything that he does, I just love little vicious it's incredibly vicious like, yeah, that, that's the, with that part him. where it's like he's going to town and it's like scary the vicious. shadow when he yeah. cuts it to pieces yeah, yeah. oh like, god it's almost manic it. like he is <laughs> other you know he's snapped and he's, yeah so yeah but all right so that's sorcerer's apprentice what's after that then it's the Donald and the... Oh, pomp and Circumstance. Right. Yeah, so it's the graduation song. And it's the Noah's Ark right. story. And I finally got by the end that they hadn't seen each other on the boat the entire time. 40 days and 40 nights they had run into each other. I finally got at the end. But Are you kidding me? No, that's, that's the only time I really <laughs> realized that that's what was happening. But How did you not... Like, what did you think was going on? I don't know. I was like, why are they sad? What is their deal? <laughs> Just freaking get to work. Like, you've got stuff to do. Oh, so, my goodness. I don't know. But this is probably my least favorite. Yeah. I, I didn't really like how it looked. I didn't like how it was choreographed. I didn't I didn't like it was all slapstick. I, yeah, I didn't I mean, like the slapstick part. I did like how it looked. Like, I liked the animals. I liked the colors. I didn't I like... I like how the art looked, but that's that's about it. Yeah, I, like, I liked when they were all coming off the arc. Yeah, on Mount Ararat. Yeah. When they were descending. I liked how that looked, but... Yeah. But I didn't like the animals. I didn't like how they looked. No. I didn't like Donald being a part of it. It seemed weird. Yeah. Plus Noah freaking... You it know, Donald Noah, that was God. What was God? At the beginning, they was telling Noah. No, to- when they were walking out at the end and he muffed his hair. That was God. That was not God. That was Noah walking out of the ark with his wife. No, it wasn't. It was God. It was not God. Stop saying that. Oh my. So God has a wife and he's wearing just uh-huh. your regular everyday outfit and Donald's just like, oh, whatever. See you, God. So Peace you're sa- out. So you're saying that Donald and Daisy were just the ducks on the bo- boat? No, yes. they were the caretakers. No, they were on the there list. There were other ducks. They were on the list. Yeah, you don't, think, him off. you don't think Noah would check himself off? Like, yep, I'm on there. No, he doesn't. All right. Oh, my God. Anyway, but whatever the freaking case, I was going to say that it was uh, he was abusing their labor because he was doing all the work. It really, it was Noah and his wife. There's no way that it was Mother Nature and God walking off of the freaking ark at the end. You'd think. You're wrong. <laughs> Whatever. Moving on to the next. Is there anything else you want to say about that one? No. All right. But you liked it and I didn't much like it. I- yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it was Flamingo or Rhapsody <laughs> in Blue, bar, yeah. but I did, I enjoyed it more than the first two. All right. So, and then, is it the end now? Yeah. The Firebird Suite? Mm-hmm. Um, which, right? yeah. Because Beethoven, Wales, Rhapsody in Blue, Tin Soldier, Sorcerer's Apprentice. No, there's something missing. What do you mean there's something missing? There are eight. There are eight and you're only at? Seven. Hold on, I've got the list right here. Were there? Oh, I forgot to count flamingos. Flamingos, <laughs> Noah's Ark. Yeah. Okay, so we're at the end. Mm-hmm. All right, and I love this part. Me too. I thought it was gorgeous. It reminded me of Miyazaki. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you did not. I I thought that the whole time. Isn't there a a, a Miyazaki, Miyazaki Miyazaki film where the stag is the heart of the forest? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's uh, Princess Mononoke. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was like that. I mean, even as she was coming out of the teardrop, I thought this is 
Miyazaki. Miyazaki. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of like, my favorite movies of all time. It's yeah. freaking beautiful. Uh, like 100% I thought that's just what it was. And then so then I found myself like comparing it. Like I was yeah. trying to see how does it compare. It was good. It was good. I really liked it. It's not yeah, quite right. Miyazaki level. I mean, let's just be honest about that. But um, it was, I really liked how she looked. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like they have the prequel to Moana. I, <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say that too. Yeah. I thought, I thought <laughs> he's going to think that this is Nafiti and he's going to hate it, even though it's Miyazaki. My, whatever. No, I like I like her as a kid better than as an adult. Yeah. So maybe she was just re- acting out her, you know, her childhood experience of being attacked by that Me, volcano. Probably. God, whatever. Which we both jumped. Yeah, I was. I didn't want to admit to it, but it scared me. It <laughs> legit scared me when that happened. But I thought it, it looked fantastic. It, there were so many. Like they had to be creative about spring. Uh-huh. You know, uh, coming to this this dead area, and then her having to figure out that she can't go beyond this point, and and finding this this hunched over mm-hmm. monster and and they have to battle and all that stuff and i loved how it looked uh, yeah. i just i really enjoyed it. liked when she crawled up onto his antlers there was just something yeah. about the way that she got up there that i really liked it like i don't know there was some reluctance there but she was like you know i'm the way it was animated made it seem like she was reluctant but going and like when she first came out Mm-mm. or no she after was... she was burned and... okay so she's once bitten twice shy right yeah sure <laughs> sure. That's the highfalutin sure. Sure. <laughs> Such a snot. I'm a little nervous. You're a little nervous? Yeah. Yeah. What's what's it up against again? Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was gonna just gonna be trash and we'd be able to throw it out, but it, there are I mean we have to balance the thing. Alright, well you wanna move on to that then? Yeah. Because we talked about the whole thing. Yeah. I didn't the in-between, because they had the Mickey Terrible. thing again. Yeah. And they had Mickey going and talking to somebody else. And I just, I didn't like I didn't like that. any of the in-betweens. Was that yeah. the same in the other one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had the same thing. Except it was more subdued and creative. It just had the musicians talking. Didn't mm-hmm. have a bunch of celebrities or anything like that. Gotcha. So it was nicer. But anyway, okay, on to the next thing. don't have your thing ready i don't have what thing ready oh the the freaking record the score thing yep 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 all right uh what were the two beauty and the beast and fantasia 2000 okay (laughs) diving in so animation fantasia 2000 you have to take it as a whole yeah it's really difficult yeah, because there are some parts that are excellent and some parts that are forgettable at best. But we also think different parts. Why are you starting parts. at Fantasia 2000? I didn't mean to. Beauty and the Beast. Animation. <laughs> animation. How do you feel about it? I like it. They're, I mean, the inanimate objects are expressive and encapsulate who they who they were. Like Personality-wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not just because the kid's name is Chip and he right. has a chip out of his... <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, the ballroom dancing scene is yeah, beautifully done. It certainly comes back to that. I absolutely love the way that Beast is animated throughout. Yeah. 
his facial expressions say it all, yeah. like, throughout the whole thing. And even, like, his nose has just a bit of poofed hair or mm-hmm. something. It's just little things like that that just really make the character, I don't know, look yeah. great and nice to look at. And you tend to talk about choreography a lot. Yes. But the choreography of the BR guest scene was really nicely done. Yeah, it was subdued, but still... Uh, Extravagant. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how, but it did it. Yeah. And I like how Belle looks. Me too. Uh, I think she's really balanced well. She's got that little thing of hair that's occasionally coming down the middle of her head that right. just gives her personality. And uh, Gaston looks good, just looks right, you know. Mm-hmm. You talked about the wolf fight scene. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, because they balanced out the action in that with her being able to defend. You know, she puts mm-hmm. up her effort of defending and it made total sense. Right. The way that she defended. And then when he comes in, it's... It's a struggle, you know. He he fights with them and has to mm-hmm. struggle, even though he's gigantic. Right. And uh, so it was just really nicely balanced and made sense and was well done. I don't know whether this would be story more story, but like at the end when Gaston's bashing the head of the gargoyles in, that's and um, Beast is just kind of hidden within them. I thought that was a nice. Oh touch. oh yeah. So they they use the shadows. They do this yeah. uh, when she meets him too. That he's in the he's in the darkness and has to step into the light. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So that's it's creative animation. It's creative use of the animation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he pretends he sits still and is one of the gargoyles mm-hmm. and then springs out on him. Yeah, there's a lot of, and I definitely come back to the ballroom dance scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, that always sticks out. I, re- I remember this time when I was looking at it, looking through, I guess, the windows and seeing the stars and sky and stuff through the windows mm-hmm. when they're spinning around. And just the, the movement of the camera and everything and the colors. The colors are so, uh, they just seem perfect. Right. They're not overdone, but they're not subdued. They're just... Right. They're exactly uh, as pulchritudinous. Yeah, <laughs> as- that's... <laughs> as uh, as makes sense for everything that's going on in the movie with the characters and it it's it's perfectly fits. So that's Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Were there any negative things that you didn't like? I didn't like the busty blondes. No, <laughs> you weren't a big fan of them. No, uh, I didn't much care. I feel like the framing was always good and so much better than mm-hmm. what was in the live action movie. The frames always looked good and made sense. There were a couple things um, kind of like I had mentioned in Sleeping Beauty where the background characters kind of were Truman showing it. They just like were frozen until it was their turn to do something. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice. But I don't think it was, it seems I don't want to say natural, it's understandable. Mm. Like, Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like Gaston's friend. The foo. Yeah. The foo. <laughs> I didn't much care for him. I, I I didn't actually like the the fight between when they got to the house, when yeah. all the people got to the house and they were fighting all the furniture. Yeah. I didn't much care for the animation in that part. So that's kind of a weaker part. Yeah. Uh, what about <laughs> what about Fantasia? She's got a foot in the air. Just <laughs> what about Fantasia? It hurts for some reason right now. Um, it feels like a sunburn. Is it just uh, like extra blood going there to recover the... I think so. The artwork? <laughs> I think maybe, but it definitely feels like sunburn today. I'm mm. hoping that I didn't actually sunburn it. You sure might have because you've had to wear open footwear for and, the whole time. And walking around New York. Right. For the duration. Yeah. Um. Sorry. And Fantasia. So I think we have to go through a oh, nice sigh. I think we have to go through because so the first one with the triangles I liked more than you, but I wasn't blown away. I just I really liked it. Uh, you liked the clouds and the water. Yeah, like if it first. could if it had continued through that, then I would have really liked it. 
Okay. And then the second part, the whales, neither one of us were really impressed. No. It was just... And they didn't they didn't even move very, very well. So how am I going to do this? What are you doing? I'm trying to figure out like a point system. <laughs> so this one's like... This one gets a one and a half, and then the whales gets a zero. So that's how many points it's gotten so far is one and a half. I have no idea what you're talking about. How do you compare that to... How many points did we give to Beauty and the Beast? It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, but the whales, when they were flying, there were some parts that looked good, but otherwise we yeah. were just not very impressed. Correct. Uh, third one? Um, What's after the whales? The few, uh, no, Rhapsody in Blue. Rhapsody in Blue. This one you loved. Uh-huh. I didn't so much. Uh-huh. Uh, I like parts of it, but not. Could you please give it a half? Yes. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> I could do a half. All right. And then... The Steadfast Tin Soldier. Mm-hmm. I think I loved all the animation in this. I mean, it all it all just worked for me. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I mean, it worked. <laughs> I mean, it worked. Yeah. Okay. Next part. Is I'm that- sorry. Uh, Yo-Yo, dude. Yo-Yo. Um, Look, Yo-Yo Flamingos. Yo-Yo Flamingos. Just, I loved everything about it. Yeah. So, I don't... Do we love the story or the animation? I love the both? story. I, I mean, it's it was very pink. Yeah. But if I'm taking into account just all the movements, I mean, absolutely. The yeah. movements just nailed it from every angle, you know? It just... It looked exactly right, and, and I loved watching it, so... Yeah. And the choreography again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just them shaking each other's hands. Uh, that's... <laughs> That gives it a hell of a lot. I mean, and the movement of the yo-yo. Like, it made it seem like an actual yo-yo just moving around. Right. And his expressions, even. So, I think that one's definitely... Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Do we know this one? Because it's... I feel like, yeah. Just a copy from the other one? Yeah, you can't... Yeah. All right. So, that's that's nulled. That means we can't use the negative from Mickey talking to the composer, either. Why not? Because that's in the first one. Uh, The exact same thing. We can use all the negatives of the other people. What other people? Steve Martin and yeah, James yeah. Earl Jones. <laughs> well, that's not animation, though. Those no. are just people. Okay. <laughs> That'd be cinematography. And so then we have Wait. your favorite Donald the... Oh, Pompadour. I didn't like... I liked a couple of... I liked how the arc looked, and that's about it. Okay. So One. Okay. And the last one I loved. It was beautiful. So... All right, how so many it did had, you get? It received 10 points. <laughs> 10 points. Okay. Out of... <laughs> Laughing at him. freaking weird. Out of 16 possible. So it's got 10 out of 16. All right. Yeah. So now we know who wins because. <laughs> how many points does Beauty and the Beast get? I don't know. How many points could it. How many things did we discuss in well, Beauty and the Beast? Okay. Maybe here's how we have to balance it out because if we just take the whole of the movie uh-huh. and break it up in chunks, uh-huh. you know, just Beauty and the Beast broken up in chunks, uh-huh. then we can say, okay, the animation from this I liked versus this I didn't like and see how much more percentage wise of the movie we liked versus didn't. Well, that's what I was just, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, how many different things did we discuss? Like, well, you're just restating the thing you stated before I stated the thing that I just stated. So I don't know. I don't remember what we discussed. I just, just if we're going through the movie opening, liked it. Uh It was, it was very, it was very attractive. It looked good. Even just the way that people moved when they were talking about Belle as she's going by, I I enjoyed it. I thought the camera looked good. And they, like you said, the framing was well, and it really caught the bustle of a morning village getting started. Yes, it felt just right. Sheep ate a book. <laughs> right, I love that part. Make sure you're talking into the microphone. Okay, but my hair is just doing weird things. Oh, back my here. hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, and then, I mean, the stuff with the castle, the castle all looked good. Mm-hmm. The the shadow work mm-hmm. when he's in the dark, that all looked good. I mean, are we running into... I didn't really like initial Gaston, but I loved the the song when they were going to go attack the beast. Yeah. I thought that was freaking fantastic, but I didn't like the initial stuff with Gaston very much. And then, I mean, everything with the furniture except for their fight at the end, mm-hmm. I liked a lot. I feel so. I just consistency wise, I think Beauty and the Beast gets it. Yeah. I think overall, for the duration of the movie, it helps that it was one, you know, animated Cohesive, vision yeah. the entire time. But for the duration of the movie, I think it it edges out narrowly edges out uh, because it was consistently uh, fun to look at. Right. You know? There it, was there were no ups or downs. Uh, yeah, there weren't any major spikes either way, even though Fantasia had mm-hmm. it, it had some pretty great ups, but it did have downs, you know. Yeah. It had some obvious downs. There there was a big chunk that was like 10 minutes worth. Yeah. The whole sequence of the whales that we just I mean there were barely anything in that that we liked. Right. So, I think Beauty and the Beast I think you're right. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I'm I'm very, very concerned that I'm going to have a bias going through. So I might yeah. <laughs> I might be hesitant to state my opinion first. Okay. Just so you know. <laughs> uh character is probably not gonna be too difficult. I mean to be honest. No, there are I mean, other than Flamingo taking the stealing the he show. He had some character and we nulled um, We nulled Mickey's Mickey, so we can't even talk about him. Who would help the Tin Soldier had, and this Jack in the Box had character. Yeah, the, and that the Tin Soldier, Jack in the Box, and did the end? Did those guys? Yeah, have the 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 Spring Awakening girl and the big beast. They were kind of characterish. Well, and there was something about the the, the elk the, the or whatever stag, the stag. Yeah, the stag. That um, there's something like yeah. steadfast and. Mm-hmm. And, uh, regal about it like, yeah and like uh like that there was a history that mm-hmm. that seemed implicit in that character mm-hmm. so so i think those things together could beat a lot of movies when yeah. it comes to when it comes to character but i then you have dumb whales and yeah donald and noah or god and the, <laughs> the very i don't know it was just they kind of hamstrung themselves in the Donald Duck one and that being the only theme that they're working on, that yeah. they don't see each other for the whole time and then see each other. Like, yeah. there's not much to that. It's just, all right. And in the city one, I mean, it's it's too straightforwardly balanced, you yeah. know? It's like, there's not really much to those characters. It's just each one has their own thing that they like and they get the thing that they like. That's it. And yes. the Then you have Beauty and the Beast where the characters do have and or at least Beast has an arc. It's a very stereotypical, overplayed arc. But but he's also a real character. He has yeah. characteristics. He he throws a fit. He has yeah. an overactive temper. He he has a softening. And I thought the softening was a little too quick. But it still it it felt right. It seemed earned. Like yeah. they they earned the relationship between Belle and the Beast. Agreed. And she was pretty bland until those two moments that I talked about when she was when she defiantly went to the West Wing. And uh, when she was yelling at him about uh, when yeah. she was just putting her foot down about just stop being a baby. Just yeah. let me fix it. Jeez. <laughs> and, and a lot of, oh, yeah, the Lumiere versus Codswold. Codswold, yeah. The fact that those two have very distinctive personalities yeah. and you can pick them out easily. I mean, that, I yeah. think all those things just easily get it for Beauty and the Beast. Agreed. Yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. Storyline plot. <laughs> How do you do this? I... 
I you you heard how I struggled with this with the original Fantasia. Mm-hmm. It's and we don't get to use Sorcerer's Apprentice, which had the best storyline in in the whole thing. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. It's a little. I mean, it's not even. I was gonna say it's hackneyed, but it's not really. It's it's pretty clean and mm-hmm. and and fun and uh, it, it's relatively novel. You know, in that you know she goes to save her father, mm-hmm. who just serendipitously have to, having to get you know, lost in this thing. And there's could be a question of why doesn't he know the way to go yeah. <laughs> at this point. But uh, I don't remember anything talking about how he'd been to the fair a whole bunch of times no. or anything like that. So uh, whatever. But it, his inventor stuff doesn't really come into effect. Like it doesn't have any major impact on the storyline because the little chip kid could have found, you know, just knocked an axe over or something yeah. like that. It doesn't really need all the invention stuff. So that's just an empty thread. But you have her, so they go to the castle and she's stuck there forever. And he goes back and then they have their little bonding thing that goes through and then the town that you have guest on working the whole time because he it's more of an ego thing he doesn't really right. you know, it's not like he's in love with Belle or something it's just an ego thing that he needs to demonstrate that he's the best thing ever right so you've got some competing interests you know that mm-hmm. are arguably irrespective of the protagonist you know mm-hmm. which gives a more complex uh, storyline and yeah. plot and i mean even like yes bell is the protagonist or maybe the beast but i mean every inanimate object well, inanimate, every character in that castle has their own you know push to yeah things to go a certain way it's yeah, not they be- have their own interests and they yeah. try to push for their interests right they try to effectuate that interest Right. Uh, when it comes to the beast and all of them in the castle. Mm-hmm. And then all the other ones demonstrate their interests. Uh, like Gaston and then he gets everybody to have the same interests and all that stuff. So. Right. So yeah, I think it's it's pretty good. And what about Fantasia? There, I liked the yo-yo storyline. It was fun and silly. And the very end one was well told. Yeah. And this is just story plot. So yeah, plot in the end one I think stands out. I mean, the other one's just Noah. And uh, there's not really a plot in the triangles. The the, the plot in the the whales doesn't really... (laughs) What's going on there? It's more of like a cocoon type thing. They're being abducted by aliens. (laughs) Yeah, it's cocoon. Yeah. Maureen Stapleton. (laughs) I gotta have a low main. Yeah, I just... I mean, it's really tough to compare. Yeah. But I think however you slice it, it's just not gonna have the same storyline plot strength. Right. So Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Okay. So here's where it's going to get dicey. Oh, really? Because, because you're talking off into the ether instead of at the microphone. Because you clearly <laughs> didn't think uh-huh. it through when you gave it to Fantasia you the first time through. You clearly didn't. Yeah, Granted, why? Brave doesn't have any music with which to compete. Yeah. But you were like, oh, but the music's so great in Fantasia. Yeah. Yes, but it's not original. It weren't. They weren't original works. They're... But neither is the Goo Goo Dolls song uh, that was in whatever we watched that you lauded and gave it that category for that reason. The Goo Goo Dolls. Was it, was what, it what, not what, original? What, what? No, it wasn't. Are you sure? I'm not. Uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> but I think it's justifiable because it's the only music that's in the thing. It's it's the point of the movies to demonstrate right. that music. It is the point of the music, I mean, the movie to showcase the music. I absolutely agree. And I think that the symphonies and the orchestras that played it played it really well. Like it was well done and well executed. And I mean, the music itself obviously is well composed. It stood the test of time. Well, so the alternative but, would be that it has zero music. It has literally no music. Right. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that it doesn't. It doesn't. 
doesn't. I'm not saying it doesn't have fantastic music. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying for the category purposes, it would have literally no music to compare. It would just be zero nulled out on music, and that would be it. Uh huh. But you so, but you think it should win based on the fact that it's what it is. Well, not not necessarily win. I mean, we can talk about the actual because I mean, there's there's Beethoven, there's Rhapsody in Blue. Those ones really stand out. But mm-hmm. I don't really like Pomp and Circumstance. I don't really like yeah uh, the Pines in Rome. I I didn't really like that Love one. Rome. Pines of Rome. Uh, I don't remember the other ones. Right? So yeah. I didn't really like those. But yes, I think that Mozart and <laughs> and uh, Rhapsody in Blue would just wipe the floor with any other isn't it alan menken is that who does beauty and the beast or no yeah yeah it it's is. Menken. yeah and he's fantastic i mean mm-hmm. let's be honest beauty and the beast has i mean it's top five at least if not like top two music in all of disney like how many of the songs could you name it in the first couple notes because they're yeah. that <laughs> yeah. they're that well i don't know that it's well done but it is it's absolutely well done it's it's they're perfect. They're so well balanced. They fit the characters. They fit the story. They sound great. They're memorable. They're singable. They're, I mean, mm-hmm. everything about them is exactly what you want out of a Disney song. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really, <laughs> yes, this is probably as strong as Disney songs get, yeah. but I think that we get to count the music in Fantasia. And I think Mozart alone trumps any Disney movie. What Mozart was in there? The first one. Try Beethoven. It was Mozart, you freaking weirdo. Wait, it Fifth was Symphony Sym- Number 5. Yeah. Was it not Mozart? I don't even remember. I have to look it up now. Because if it's Beethoven, Beethoven might lose. But oh, yeah. yeah. Might it? Oh, it is Beethoven. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Fancy that. Fancy that. I just transmogrified it into Mozart. <laughs> All right, I don't care if it wins them. Oh, yeah, you don't? <laughs> yeah. I have to protect Mozart, okay? Why? Because he's awesome. Okay. Uh, but... We didn't talk about the, the Steadfast Tin Soldier's storyline as part of the character plot. I, mean, I think that bolsters it pretty significantly, but... Do uh, you? Yeah, it's amazing! <laughs> okay. It's a friggin' Joker, and he's disabled, and the girl's dancing and all that stuff, and he has to go to the hero's journey and return and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, okay, Beethoven and, and Rhapsody in Blue, Gershwin... I mean, I will concede the music is great. And yeah, Stravinsky did the Firebird Suite. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I absolutely pick, I pick Fantasia. If you want to say no, it shouldn't count at all, then uh, you can do that and give it no points, but I will come at you with everything that I have. Yeah, will you? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Oh, you can't make a decision on that basis. You have to legitimately pick this category. Uh, okay, I. you so, know why? This is what I'm saying. Okay, what? I'm going to give it to Fantasia. Yeah. Because. With an asterisk. With an asterisk. 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 A- asterisk. <laughs> A little star. <laughs> oh, I love um, when he can't say words. <laughs> Go ahead. A wee, a wee, a, a, a wee walk. <laughs> <laughs> it is cute when little kids do that. Mm-hmm. But yes, because I think that and this could be, you're gonna, probably going to balk at this as well, but the songs carry the memorability category for the next one. So Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Whatever. Fantasia gets this one. Fine. And then memorability. So you already picked memorability? Yeah. Without talking about it? Yep. Without Done. hearing all the arguments on every side? 
Yeah, you remember how I have that bias? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're just cashing in the bias here? Yeah. It's like when you're playing golf, you get a mulligan here, you get a bias yeah. card that you get to play sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you have to say about it? Memorability-wise, Beauty and the Beast, yeah, it's freaking memorable. I mean, just the look of it is completely uh, resonant. Mm-hmm. I don't know that... What am I saying? Obviously, it penetrated the hell out of culture. Yeah. God, what am I saying? It's uh, everything about virtually all the songs, except for the one that we shall not name because we didn't even bring it up. Yeah, it was didn't exist. Yeah, uh, and it was added to a later version. Let's just say that we could have been watching that original version and never even had to have mentioned it. Yeah. No one had to know that we watched the... Re- no one had to know. <laughs> that, we, that we even watched the re-released version. All right, well, we already established that we're not going to take it into account, so... But, that, but wasn't that the first mention of that just whole like, song? Yeah, yeah it, it was the first mention. <sighs> uh, but just like when I watch The Office and they just plug in an added scene that wasn't in the original, then I'm just like, no, no, this doesn't exist. Yeah. And I just plug my ears and That's yell really loudly. Yeah. So Beauty and the Beast, let's just be our guest. The Tales Oldest Time. Tales Oldest Time, yeah. The, I mean, the I, opening song. Just Angela Lansbury's voice, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I didn't mention this before. What? So they're supposed to be in France. Like, every single one of them has a different accent of some sort. Yeah, yeah they sure do. <laughs> yeah, they sure I do. thought that earlier. I don't know if that, that has nothing to say about nothing, but I just, I had that thought. Uh, I had something to say about, so it's going to come up later when it's battling one of my favorite movies. Yeah, is it? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, just the, the songs, the structure, I mean, the fact, those little moments when, like, the beast gets angry that she won't come out of her room. Yeah. Love it. I absolutely love that moment. When she goes... I like the setup and the balance of the storytelling when she goes down and they're doing the be our guest thing, you know, and and feeding her and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Oh, I just I really remember that. I love how they act. I love how the furniture acts. <laughs> and, I was uh, always scared by the fire turning on at the end, so yeah. that was memorable. Great, wonderful. I will remember how much I hate how he looks at the end. He's freaking goofy yeah. looking. I don't like how he looks. He looks like fake or something. Because uh, she looks just... I, I yeah. think she just stayed the beast. And yeah. They just, <laughs> just go together like that. Overcome outward appearances and just live with it from yeah, then on. Yeah. But, and there's just a lot of memorable stuff. Right. I mean, Gaston as a character is just memorable. He's roughly the size of a barge. Le Fool is stupid and I hate him and not memorable. But there's so much memorable stuff. Fantasia yeah. 2000 does have memorable stuff. I mean, the Flamingos, going to remember that. Uh, yeah. The Miyazaki-esque end of it, going to remember that. The I mean, I think the city actually will stand out a lot mm-hmm. because it was so unique. Even the movement and all that, I'll remember that. It'll be... But none of the stuff penetrated culture, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like people are dressing up as... <laughs> yo-yoing know? flamingos. Yeah, yo-yoing flamingos. Uh, maybe we should do that <laughs> when it comes around to Halloween. <laughs> like, I'll be the yo-yoing flamingo and you can be girl squirrel. How about that? Yeah. No, I lied. I wanted the other way around. You, you want to be, be girl squirrel? Yeah, I want to be girl squirrel. All right. Uh, do you just not want to wear pink? Because No, I'm okay with it. But girl squirrel is the greatest thing in the world. So uh, I just kind of want to don that. I want to feel that skin of being girl squirrel. Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. Uh, so there's memorable stuff. It's just not... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to remember all those whales flying to the moon or whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah. Because it reminded me of Wilsiak in South Park. So. 
<laughs> I'm gonna remember that. But and the songs obviously are the songs. Yeah, They're just they are what they you are. You can't count them as permeating culture because they aren't from the movie. They're pretty much. I mean, they are culture. They're mm-hmm. as permeated. They penetrated the hell out of culture. But they are the reason this movie was made. Yeah, they are the reason that it was made. Yeah, and that's the same way I invalidated Dickens when it came to Oliver yeah. and Company. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with that logic again. All right. But, all right, so memorability goes to Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. B&B, bread and breakfast, baskets and bedrooms. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Really? I wasn't really. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, a bunch of times. So, what's next? Do you know? Are you going to look it up? Yeah. What is it? Did you find it? No, Did you find it yet? What are you doing? Are you going to find it? Frappuccinos are two for one after three o'clock. Frappuccino is not the next movie that we're watching. You're being ridiculous. Oh. Inside Out and Cars 3. Since you're talking into your phone away from the microphone, I will repeat. All right. It's Inside Out and Cars 3. They're not. We might not need to watch these. Maybe we can just. Why? Do you really think Cars 3 is going to be good? No, but I've never seen it, so I can't. I have no other than I hate sequels bias to with which to... I mean, Cars almost pulled out a wind over Incredibles. Yeah, but I think we were especially... Because I was playing Gran Turismo, so that reminded me of my childhood. So I was... Yeah. All, and you were just emotional. Like, you just kept... Just crying over everything. Diving into it. So it was it was skewed. But... Uh, so, all right. So we've got Inside Out and Cars 3. But mm-hmm. I feel like one of those was widely lauded and the other one was just a trash sequel. So I guess we'll have to see. And only one of those is the same. See if you can decode what I just <laughs> what said. What did you just say? <laughs> All right. So that's the next one. Are you done? Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm.